Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dental Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Arias, and in this episode, I'm speaking with Dr. Sana Yusuf. As a business owner, you have to set those boundaries, and I'm learning that. Like, you have to set boundaries. You have to prioritize the things that are important to you, because guess what? Like, if I take the time to, like, make this Indeed ad and put it up right now, I'm not going to have an assistant tomorrow. I'm so screwed, right? So, like, why not go home, put my kids to bed, sit down on the couch with, like, a nice cup of tea and then be, okay, now I can put this Indeed ad up. Like, why do I have to do it right now at this exact moment? Like, I can go right now and enjoy the time with my kids while they're awake. And those are the things that I'm learning because I'm more of like, the, let's just do it now. And like, why? Like, why put it off? Like, just do it now and be done with it. And I'm learning now, like, sometimes you have to like pause. I'm going to not do this right now. And I'm going to come back to this in a little bit. And I'm going to go do something else that I need to do or that's a bigger priority. And it's okay to like sometimes leave a task undone. Wonderful episode, wonderful guest. And a couple key takeaways that we discuss in this episode is number one, setting boundaries. We talk about that and prioritizing tasks, how they're crucial for work-life balance and your personal well-being. Now, saying yes to one thing often means saying no to another. So it's important to evaluate what is truly important and necessary in order to make informed decisions, especially if you say no, right? If you're saying no, then the reason behind your no has to be so powerful. Uh, And that's important. And this changes throughout the seasons, right? It changes throughout the year. It can change throughout even a week. So it's important to sit down and evaluate this. Another takeaway was therapy. Therapy can be a valuable tool for personal growth and self-awareness. And Sana shares how working with a therapist has helped her develop healthy boundaries, manage stress, and improve communication uh, with her family, with loved ones. Another key takeaway was social media. Social media can have positive and negative effects on on you, right? Especially on dentistry. While it can be a powerful tool for marketing and connecting with patients, it can also lead to unrealistic expectations and pressure to conform to to certain standards. And we tend to start comparing a lot sometimes, and then we go down that rabbit hole and feel bad, right? About ourselves, our situation and all these things. And, and it's not good, right? So we dive deeper on the positive and then also on the negative of social media. And then we also talk about how starting a business is challenging, right? But rewarding. Starting a practice is rewarding. And Sana discusses the ups and downs of her journey and what she had to go through. Uh, We dive deeper into her productions, collections, marketing, companies she enjoyed working with, some companies she didn't, and so forth. So guys, wonderful episode. We dive deeper into a lot of these topics. So without further delay, here is Dr. Sana Youssef. Sana, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. If you don't mind me asking, where are you located? So we are in like north suburbs of Tampa. So Wesley Chapel specifically, Wesley Chapel, Florida. Oh, nice. Okay. So the weather right now over there is pretty. Yeah, I was going to say, let's see. Let's check. 81 degrees. It's great. <laughs> oh, man, that's winter right there for you guys. So in okay. summer, how does summer look? It's like very hot, but I'm also not like a native Floridian. So for me, I'm like, oh, this feels great. Like, I don't know. I was made for the desert. So <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I was made for the desert. No, that's good. That's good. I, I hear Tampa Bay really beautiful. So it is. Yeah. I, I mean, I, my husband and I talk about it all the time. Like it feels like we're on vacation mm-hmm. every day. 
And I'm like, wait, we live here. This is kind of cool. So like, if we go to the beach, it's not like we have to like pack up and like go to our hotel. We're like, okay, now we just have to drive to our house. So this is cool. Yeah. So it, it, it definitely is a nice, nice place to be. Nice. Awesome. Okay. So Sana, tell us a little bit about your past, your present. How did you get to where you are today? Okay. I was like, how, how far back are we going? I was July 10th, 1991. I was born. No, I'm just kidding. You were born uh, July 10th, 1991? I was, yeah. I'm a, I'm a 30, 31? I'm 31, yeah. Okay. Okay. Millennial as it gets. That's Millennial as it gets. Okay, cool. Yeah. So then talk to us about, I don't know, you can go as far back as you want, but like. Okay, no, I won't go that far back. It's kind of boring. Like, you know, tons of like generational traumas and like all that like stuff that you're trying to like break through and like whatever. So we won't go through all that stuff. That's like for therapy, but like professional, <laughs> right? Okay, so I um, graduated high school, 09, and I went straight into like um, $700 program at Detroit Mercy. So I did three years undergrad and then you go like automatically into dental school as long as you like DAT scores, science, GPA, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I kind of decided, I was like, hey, like, I don't want to live in Detroit for seven years of my life. I was born in Detroit, so that's cool. But I grew up in like suburbs of Chicago. So I don't want to live in Detroit. So I kind of decided, hey, I'm going to get my bachelor's in three years. So that way I can apply to any dental school I want. And then I can move back home to Chicago. So that was like always the goal. Mm -hmm. So I took, I remember one summer, I took 21 credit hours of summer school at three different community colleges. And I was pregnant. And you were pregnant? And I was pregnant. Yes. Surprise. Mm. Surprise. Surprise. I was a mom. Anyways, everybody knows that, but it's fine. Whoever didn't know it now knows it. So yeah. I had one when I was 19. But um, yeah, so like the summer that I was pregnant with him, I took 21 summer, like 21 credit hours of summer school mm -hmm. at three different community colleges. Cause I was like, no, I have to like, I have to graduate in three years. Like that's just my goal now. So I took all the like sociology and psychology, all the like required for your degree, but like not science courses all in summer. So graduated when I was 20 from college. That was cool. That was 2012. And then started dental school immediately. And so I did get in to school back in Chicago. I went to Midwestern University in Downers Grove. So I did four years there. I decided to join the army after I got out of dental school. So I did the HPSP scholarship. Um, I commissioned when I was still an undergrad. So was in the army, got out, got out of dental school, became active duty in the army. So that was four years. 2016 is when I graduated dental school. So 2016 to 2020, I was in, in the army. I was stationed at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. So that's my Okay. Yeah. So I was stationed at Fort Sill. So I did four years active duty, which was fun, difficult, definitely. You know, you're kind of like trying to be a soldier, but also trying to be a dentist, trying to figure out how to be a soldier, also still trying to figure out how to be a dentist. So it was a lot of like figuring out for four years. And then I decided after I did my four year commitment that we were, yeah, that I was going to get out and I wanted to kind of explore private practice and like just being like a civilian dentist. So immediately that happened right when COVID started. So it's like a whole thing where like, I felt like the world was ending. I mean, I'm sure everybody did when COVID ended, but I was getting out of the army where like everything is guaranteed benefits, guaranteed pay. Like, oh, I'm sitting at home because everything is shut down and I'm getting paid. And I have like my TRICARE medical benefits for my entire family and everything is great and dandy. And I was like, giving up all of that security to like jump into like the real world where I'm like, I have to pay $1,500 a month to have health insurance for my children. What? You guys need it? Are you okay? Like, can you not? Fall down? <laughs> Don't get sick. How about that? Like, just, just 
drink your orange juice. Like, <laughs> drink your orange juice. Like, let's say $1,500. Like, yeah. what is? And I remember, like, so when I was getting out of the army, my husband and I were both from Chicago. So we're like, okay, like, let's, we were trying to, like, decide, like, what do we want to do? Like, do we move back to Chicago? Do we, like, pick somewhere new? Do we move to Texas? Like, what are we doing? And, like, just we're like, okay, we're going to move to Florida. So literally, we're like, okay, now where do we move in Florida? Do we go to Miami? We're like, no, that's, like, too party party. And, like, we're trying to, like, have a family and, like, kids. <laughs> I don't want to be in South Beach. Like, if I'm down there, I'm going to want to be at South Beach and, like, at a party. And I also am a mom. And so I have kids. So I can't yeah. I was like, okay, we can't go to Miami. Miami's off the table. So we're like, okay, how about Orlando? And I'm like, no, like, I hate traffic. And also, like, it's very touristy. So, like, okay, we're not moving to Orlando. And so we're like, all right, let's move to Tampa. Like, Tampa's, like, up and coming. Like, I was like, it's like the Austin of Florida. Like, that's, like, the way I had, like, term. I was like, it's the Austin of Florida. Yeah. My, like, best friend lives lives in Austin. And so we, like, moved here. And this is, like, before Tom Brady was here. Because I thought you were following Tom Brady, but never mind. Yeah. I was like, before selling Tampa, like, we were here. Just, like, <laughs> so I didn't move here, but everybody's moving here. Yeah. We literally picked it. And we're like, we're going to go there. So, yeah, so we moved here, like, June of 2020. So that's like what the height of COVID, like the middle of COVID. Mm-hmm. And as I'm like moving, so my husband got, my husband's a high school teacher. So he like got a job. He was like ready to go. And then I had a job, like as an associate, everything shut down. And so like we're moving here in June. And in April, they're like, hey, like, by the way, we have to pull your contract. Like, sorry, you can't work here. And we're like, what? I'm like, wait, hold on. Excuse me. Like, I just can't work here for, like, the month of April and May because I wasn't going to be there anyways. Like, it's fine. Yeah. And they're like, no, ever. Like, until we figure out what's happening with COVID. I was like, people still need dentists during COVID. It's fine. I'll wear a mask. I need a job. You need a dentist. I'm coming. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. So they pulled my contract. And I was like, in my head, I was like, do I just, like, stay in the Army? I was like, oh, so I should mm. just stay in the Army. Like, that's, like, my logical thing. I was like, pull my packet. Like, I'm si- Captain Yusuf is staying, guys. Don't worry. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still here. Don't worry. Like, not leaving. So my husband's like, no, I have a job in Florida. Like, we're moving. Like, it's fine. We'll figure it out. My husband's like, very like, we'll figure it out. And I'm like, oh, like, we must plan. Like, I must have a plan for my plan for the backup plan. Like, that's how I am. So we're like very opposite. And he just is very like, go with it. So like, in my head, like, we're moving here. I was like, we should like rent a place, get the lay of the land, like figure it out. Like, and my husband's like, no, I don't want to move twice. Like, we're just gonna, we should just buy a house when we get, we should just buy a house. And I'm like, dude, like, it's COVID. Like we have, we have it. We can't fly there to look at us. We don't need to look at it. They can FaceTime us. Is that what happened? Yeah. My husband's like, no, it's fine. They can just FaceTime us. That's fine. So the realtor literally like FaceTimed us. We like saw this house. She sent us some videos and we're like, all right, like, let, yeah, let's, okay, let's buy it. Sure. Cool. So like we bought this house sight unseen, sight unseen. Is it better than what you expected or worse? Yeah, I'm like so grateful. I'm like, I said a prayer. My husband actually, like, I was still like finaling out. So I couldn't leave Oklahoma as soon as he could. So I still had to do like all my paperwork and whatever with the army. And we like got a call like, hey, your furniture is going to get delivered on Monday. And we're like, wait, what? Like you guys said it was going to take two weeks. So like we're all planning like two weeks, like it'll be perfect timing. So once it goes into storage, like I don't know. I'm sure like everybody's listening who has done like a military move understands like do not put your stuff in the storage if it is going to get delivered straight to your house like you accept it you accept the shipment to your house and you drive 19 hours without stopping to Florida to get your household goods otherwise you'll see it in 90 days because yeah. once it's in storage it's gone so 
literally my husband and my son got in a car and drove from Oklahoma to Florida. Saturday, they left. And then Monday, our stuff got delivered and they were there to accept the shipment. So anyways, and my husband like called me. He's like, wow, babe, the front hall is actually a lot bigger than it looked like in the video. And I'm like, I'm so glad. I'm so thankful. Really <laughs> the only thing I want. <laughs> and it's like, I'm so glad that it's like a welcoming entryway. This is so good. Yeah. So, it's so funny. But yeah, so we moved here 2020. Thankfully, I like found an associate position literally in May. We got here in Ooh. June. And like in May, I was just like submitting my Indeed application to like everybody and their mom. And I was like, oh, like you would like somebody at this nursing home to check people's dentures? Of course. Yes, please take my application. Yes, I will come do that. That's what you need. I will do that. It was, I literally, I think I submitted my, I think people are still responding to my Indeed applications like three years later. We found a great position for you. I was like, not interested, not looking. Thank you. Stop, stop, STO, stop, unsubscribe. <laughs> so yeah, I literally applied to everything that I could think of. So got a job. That was cool. Started my first associate position like two weeks after I moved down here. And so at that point it was like, it's like culture shock. Like all of a sudden I'm like a dentist in private practice. And it's very different than being a dentist in the military. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, like people have to pay for the things that I'm telling them. Like it's just not all free and included. Yeah. And then they don't trust me. Like they think I'm just trying to make money off of them. And I'm like, no, like I'm telling you this because like you need this, right? Like you need these fillings or you need this crown. And they're like, like you just want me to pay for your Mercedes. I was like, dude, I drive a Volkswagen. But thank you. <laughs> But I would yeah. like a Mercedes. So yeah. Like, expensive. Tell me about it. How do I? <laughs> if you do this, actually, you know what? You should let your tooth fall out. So then you need a, an extraction. And then I'll do the implant. And that'll help me pay. That'll help it. Yeah. 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 That was like a culture shock then. It was very like sticker shock. And like, honestly, okay, coming from the military, like that was my first experience as a dentist was like dental school where everything's like $5 and nobody cares how you do it because you're a student and you're just trying to learn. And then it's the military where it's like everything's free because they're all soldiers and we're like serving the soldier. We're like getting the soldiers ready for going down range and like being deployable and whatever. And this is going to sound really bad, but I'm going to tell you guys the truth. I'm going to say the truth. In the army, I got paid exactly the same if I did a filling or I did a crown or if I watched Game of Thrones in my office. Like if I told you you needed a filling, it's because you really needed it. I would have preferred to be watching something in my office. I'm getting paid to like sit here and like type some things and like eat my food and like watch Netflix on my phone. I got paid the exact same. So like yeah. for me, like that's kind of where I got my like treatment planning philosophies was like, oh, you absolutely need, like you need this. And so we're going to do it. And I think that's, I mean, of course, all dentists do that, right? Like you need this, we're going to do it. Some people are a little bit more aggressive on the treatment planning side. Some people are a little bit more conservative. I'm very conservative. Like I would like to give you the benefit of the doubt. Like, let's watch if we can. And if I'm like, no, like we can't watch 86 things. Like you, you need filling, sorry. Mm -hmm. But I think that was kind of like the switch for me was like, I'm telling people they need these things because they really need them. I want to be watching TV. You need these fillings. I'm doing these fillings for you. So now I'm in the real world and people are like, well, you just want me to pay for your car. But I'm like, no, but you really just need these fillings. You're not paying for my car. I don't understand what's happening right now. And so it was, it was like a very like weird and it was like also like COVID and everybody's like, well, can you put your mask? I was like, I have two masks on. Thank you. What do you want from me? I don't understand. What is, yeah. I'm wearing a yellow banana suit. I have three masks on. I, do, I don't get it. Like, and you don't want this filling and I don't want to do this filling. So I'm going to get COVID because I'm doing this filling on you. Yeah. Uh, 
I have the short end of the stick here, guys. I don't want $26.15 from Humana for this filling, but you need <laughs> it. So here we are. And like, yeah, so that was like deep dive, like into like private practice. And I mean, I technically worked for like a corporate office mm-hmm. and it was, a, it was a different type of like corporate. It wasn't like corporate, corporate. It was just like, like more private practice feel, but still corporate. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. I mean, and there was some like really great things about it and some not so really great things about it. I did find myself, and maybe it's like my innate leadership ability, I guess, if you want to call it, or like my four years in the army where I was like forced to be a leader. So now I'm always just like thinking of like, how can we do things better? How can we do this more productive? Blah, 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 whatever. So I'm over here, like just turning those dudes practice around, basically like a mini like owner, like, okay, like guys, like we need to like really hone in on our ordering. Like, why are we ordering 86 different types of composite? We don't need that. Like we use two things. So let's like stick to those two things. Like Mm -hmm. whatever, like just like really streamlining things and like switch the whole practice around. Everybody's like, wow, we like patients, staff, everybody's like, we just love coming here. It's so great. And I'm like, oh, you're welcome guys. And yeah, so then at that moment I was like, wait, I'm like doing this for somebody else. Like, why don't I do this for me? And that's kind of like, where like the whole like switch happened a little bit where I was like, well, I should, I could, I could do this for myself. Okay. So I'm also like very like squirrel brain. So like all of this is going to connect. I promise this will all connect. It's good. Yeah. It's connected. Yeah. So I'm going to pause that story for a second. I'm going to tell another story and then I'm going to connect the two stories. Okay. Okay. So whoever, maybe if somebody like from the Texas state board can like message me on Instagram and tell me how this happened, feel free. But when I was in the military, so I was in Oklahoma, which is right above Texas. And so I had my Texas license and my Oklahoma license. I got my Texas license in 2017, just like for reference of time frame. I got my Texas license. And then all of a sudden I get a call from somebody and they were like, hey, we're from blah, 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 like real estate company. Like, are you interested in like opening up your own practice? And like, and so, like, you know, we'd love to help you like find some space, whatever. Actually, I think I can just say it like it's fine because they helped me. This is why I did, it was Excite Realty, um, healthcare realty firm or whatever. So they have an office in Texas. They have an office in Florida. So calls me. This guy calls me. What was his name? Tristan. Tristan called me. And I was like, no, Tristan, I'm in the army. Like, I'm not looking to open my practice. Like, I'm literally like active duty military. Like, I'm not opening a practice. Like, thank you. And I'm like, also not very like, please don't call me. Stop calling me. I was like, yeah, like not right now, Tristan. Thanks for calling. Like, have a great day, whatever. Okay. He's like, all right, sounds good. I guess he like kept me on his list because mm-hmm. he literally called me every October until 2021. Oh, man. Yeah, he was like very persistent. Tristan was yeah. very persistent. And so it's like 2017, all the way to 2021. So like at this point, so he calls me in 2021. And this time I was like, yo, I'm not even in Oklahoma anymore, bro. I don't even have my Texas license anymore. Like, so I like at this point, I was like a little bit more assertive. Also, I had an eight month old baby. So I was like probably sleep deprived, just all the things like, yeah. you know. So I just was like, Tristan, stop calling me. So this is the first time in like, what, five years that I said it to him. Hey, Tristan, listen, I'm not in Oklahoma. I'm not in Texas. I'm not going to open a practice in Texas. Like, I just, what, can you take me off the call list? Like, thank you so much. He's like, oh, doctor, real quick, where are you? I was like, I live in Florida now. I live in Florida. And he was like, oh, we have a branch in Florida. Bro, what? Yeah. I was like, Tristan. I was like, and so I was like, hey, fine. You know what? I was like, literally, and I remember this. I literally remember this because I was, so I was like nursing my daughter. She was eight months old. I'm sitting in the car at the outlet mall. Like, I don't remember my mother-in-law. Somebody was in the mall. And I was like, I'm just going to sit in the car, nurse her, like, just leave me alone. So, and I answered the phone. 
to tell him, please stop calling me. And then he's like telling me like, well, we have, we have a location in Florida. And I'm like, Tristan, okay, what do I have to pay you? Like, let's just start there. Like, what does this cost me? Like, you keep telling me, like, what does this cost me? And so this is like at that junction where I'm like doing all this for this other guy, like building up his practice. And I'm like, I should do this for myself. Then Tristan calls me and I'm like, well, okay, maybe I should like entertain it. Like, okay, Tristan, how much does it cost? And he's like, oh, you don't pay anything. The landlord pays for it. I was like, bring, why did you start with that in 2017, dude? Open with that. Open with this doesn't cost you anything. Like maybe I would have been nicer for the last five years. Would have thought. Yeah. So, okay. All right. I was like, all right. Okay. Let's give this a shot. And this was like kind of when my startup journey like began. Oh, no, sorry. This is October of 2020. So this is, yeah, 2020, three years, three years, mm-hmm. 2017, 2020. Yeah. October 2020. So I was like, okay, fine. Entertain me. That's fine. Let's see. So I gave him like what my like to do, my list was like what, like what I want. Perfect practice, whatever. And like the place that I live is very like up and coming. So it's not like established. And there's a lot of like families coming in here. So like everybody from like California and New York, everybody that's like coming down here from there is like now moving to Wesley Chapel. So it's very like up and coming. So this is also where I live. And so I was like, hey, guys, like I want a practice like where I live. Okay, like in retrospect, maybe I shouldn't have done that, but that's a whole other story. But I was like, I want something like close to home, like two minutes from my house. I can go home for lunch. Like, this is great. Like, that's what I want. So it's very specific. Is it and right now two minutes from your house? Five minutes from my house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't be that. So I gave him like this like list where I was like, this is like finding a unicorn. They won't be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And I said, I was like, look, I really like my position. I'm making good money. I'm happy in what I'm doing. The thought has crossed my mind. If the stars and the moon align, like, yeah, maybe I'll do it. So off you go. Do your homework. Bye. So obviously, like, this area is up and coming. There's no practice acquisitions because everybody is a millennial dentist. So they're not retiring. Mm -hmm. Or they're, like, too young to be retiring. So there's nothing to acquire around here. So it's all, like, it has to be a startup. So we're looking, looking, looking. We found a few places, like, you know, and so, like, the type of person I am, I'm always like prepared for like the other shoe to drop. Right. So I told Tristan, all right, yeah, dude, put me in touch with your Florida guy. Let's do it. Whatever. Florida dude contacts me and I give him his homework. And I'm like, he's not going to find anything, but that's fine. So I'm just waiting. Like at some point I was like, this entire process will end somewhere. It won't ever complete because they won't find a location. We won't find the lease. The construction budget will be out of whack, like whatever, right? Like something's just not going to align and then it won't happen. Mm-hmm. So we started this search October of 2020. For reference, I signed my lease in July of 2021, October 2020 to July of 2021. So, and we started like LOIs and stuff in March of 2021. So it took me a while mm-hmm. for us to like really just like get things together. And again, like I said, the entire time I'm waiting for like the other shoe to drop. So, yeah, so we, like, found a place. It was this really awesome, like, in an ortho building. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like, there's an orthodontist in this building. There's this, like, endo. There's perio. And then, like, I can be like, this is cool. Everybody I would refer to is, like, just right around me. Anyways, like, that was the first LOI I put in. And that didn't go anywhere because the guy decided to, like, keep it for himself. Like, Mm. bro, why would you waste my time? Like, it's fine. Whatever. So then we put in, like, an LOI at another place, which I had a feeling, like, it wasn't going to work at that place, but I just like roll with the punches. I'm like, all right, yeah, whatever, whatever. So we put in our LOI and in there, in my head, like I had already put in there that I want to have like cosmetic procedures 
potentially Botox, fillers, whatever, that type of stuff, I want to be able to do it at some point. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, no, you can't do that. Like, there's an Ulta in this plaza. So you can't do cosmetic procedures. I'm like, what? Isn't Ulta like just like hair or like, what's makeup? Yes. I was like, I was like, because the because they do free makeup if you buy fifty dollars worth of makeup and that's considered is is that what like who's breaking mm-hmm. out? I have no idea. He like wouldn't <sighs> give me any insight. I was like, bro, what? Like literally, I was just like, what? I was so confused. And so like I tried like a little bit to negotiate this lease. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, fine, I can look past that. Like this is like on the second floor. And okay, like everybody knows how complicated dental plumbing is, right? So the first floor, like whatever was below that space was already like built out. So mm. we had told them like we would need to go through their ceiling to do our plumbing, but we'll do it like after hours on the weekend. Like we will not disrupt business hours. And the landlord's like, nope, not allowed. We're like, can we like ask the the person downstairs? Like, no, he was like, no, not allowed. We're like, all right, well, here's your LOI. Here's your lease. Bye. Like, okay. Just, so like at that point, I'm like, see guys, like this is why I'm not committed to anything. Like, because I knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Pretty lost like two places at this point. I've spent like $5,000 on lease reviews to go nowhere. I'm like, well, this is really stupid. I'm like, it's a lot of money. I was like, now I need to go work extra hours at my job. Like, this is dumb. Yeah. So then I found this place and we're like, okay, so we're doing the lease review and like the landlord here, same thing it was like, there was just like so much back and forth. They have never like leased out to a dentist. So they just trusted nothing because we don't have like, I don't have like a solid business plan. It's like me, my word document that I made with all my projected things that I like, I can accomplish all of these things because I believe in myself and here's my business plan. And this is what most dentists do. And this is what's projected. And here you go enjoy right and they're like yeah no that's like not real like this is all made up and i'm like you're right it is i made it all up it was like great and it's really great i made all that up it's so great i made it up on my kitchen table so it's fine um yeah and so that was very difficult for them to like trust us like trust Mm -hmm. me they're like you will be able to pay your rent i was like i mean your rent's a little high so (laughs) you're probably right a little high a little high but whatever so yeah, so we ended up negotiating that lease and it worked out. And I signed my lease July of 2021. And that was it. And we signed the lease and we we're here. Okay, that's like one pause. That's like one story. We're going to pause right there. Okay. okay. So I have three kids, by the way. I okay. Kids. I have a 12 year old, I have a three year old, and I have a nine month old. Yeah. So, Damn. yeah. So, I have my second <laughs> yeah. daughter. Yes. So, after I had my first two kids, I was like, yeah, like I'm not having. I'm not having any more kids. Like, I can't. Like, maybe TMI, but whatever. Like, real life, here it is. Like, I had fertility problems. So, like, having mm-hmm. my daughter was very difficult. And, like, after going through that, my husband and I like, okay, yeah, like, okay, we're good. Like, we got one boy. We got one girl. Like, it's good. Like, we're done. Yeah. Okay. So, like, that's fine, right? Okay, tell me why, like, August of 2021, I found out I was pregnant. As soon as you, when did you sign the? <laughs> in July of 2021. And then in August, how yeah. were you? Talk to me about that thought process when that happened. Like, how were you thinking in the sense of like, why me? Why now? Or were you like, this is great. This is fantastic. No, I was like, so how do I get out of this lease? I was like, wait, wait, wait. I was like, it's fine, right? It's fine. We can get out of it. Like, dude, I signed a 15-year lease. It's a very long lease. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I was like, what? That can't be right. That's, that's not true. That's not true life. And it was. It was very true life. And I remember when, my, when I started with my consultant, he told me two things. 
do not make any big purchases and do not get pregnant. Who was your consultant? Mike Dincio, Next Level Consultant. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you like working with them? Oh my God, he was amazing. Awesome. I think I referred like everybody to him and he is awesome. So everybody's watching this should also go call Mike because he is literally amazing. And all of this would not be here if it wasn't for him because he got me through a lot of crap, like a lot. Like, dude, mm. I was like a hormonal person, right? Like, my life, diapers are really expensive. <laughs> they still are really expensive. And I just sleep trained my eight-month-old. Or how old is she? No, she's a year and a half. Oh, God, no. My son now is nine months old. Getting everything confused. Like, that's how discombobulated I am. But yeah, no, Mike really helped me through a lot of stuff. And so I called him and I was like, hey, Mike, I have to tell you something. And I remember this. Like, he was a... Besides my husband, who also didn't believe me that I was pregnant, Mike was the second person that I told that I was pregnant, and he also didn't believe me. He, like, thought I was joking. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm, I'm serious. I'm so serious. My entire, like, build-out, I was also building a human inside my body. That was crazy. Yeah. So, Man, yeah. That's, so, that's pretty yeah. intense. Yeah. And so we opened in March of 2022. My son was born on 420. Of 2022. Yeah. Wait, did you catch his birthday? April? April oh, oh. Okay. I was like, I thought just a month later. I don't get it. But no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. But yes, it was a month later. Literally. So like I opened and it was, I was like literally nine months pregnant when I opened. And then I had my son a week, a month later. And then two weeks after I had him, you better believe I did 17 fillings on my first day back. Man. Yeah. So, Okay. So you've opened your practice, right? Yeah. And we can talk about like a little bit about the whole part of uh, opening up. I actually wanted to go back a little bit and talk about that generational trauma, but we can do that in another episode or something like that. But when it comes to the opening up the practice and now, you're how many months or years open now? So 11 months open now. Okay. And has how does the trajectory look? Has it been like... Okay. So it was like this. Okay. So we are like hyping up to like open, like open. And then it's like, give birth. Boom. Okay. Uh, so it's like, okay, so so we're here. Like, oh, everything's really cool. People like this pregnant dentist. Like, okay, she's so cute. Oh, my God, you're having a baby. Practice, we're so proud of you. Have a baby. Literally, like, rapid decline. And then I came, so I came back from maternity leave. Like, I came back from maternity. Okay, does two weeks count as maternity leave? No, it doesn't. Like, I came back from giving birth, yeah. right, <laughs> 10 days later. Okay, I was like, I'll be back from vacation, guys. I'll be RB. Just yeah. don't let anything break when I, you know, until I get back. Literally. So then when I got back, I was only seeing patients like once a week. Because I was like, guys, like, I just had a baby. Like, I need to heal a little bit. So like. <laughs> I need to heal. I just gave life. I need to heal a little bit. Also some stitches. Like, don't mind me. But like, I just, you know, one day a week. Yeah. So came back one day a week. And then in, so that was like all of May. I was here for one day a week. And then. In June is when I came back, like, came back from maternity leave. So that was, like, three days a week. And then in May, I'm just, like, trying to, like, build this back up, like, very slowly to, like, get ready for June. So we're, like, building back up. And then my hygienist, because I hired a hygienist because I hate hygiene. Sorry, hygienist. But, like, it's probably, like, for the benefit of my patients that everybody doesn't get a deep cleaning. Because then I see them, that's what they would get. Oh, because okay. it's, like, I don't have the hands of an angel. So I have a hygienist. Against all the things that everybody says for startups, you don't need it, do your own hygiene, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, anyways, I got a hygienist. So literally, as I'm like recovering from birth giving, she gives me her notice because she's like, hey, yeah, right? Freaking Heartland. 
she was like, hey, doc, like, I need benefits. And this Heartland office is going to, like, give me medical insurance for my kid. And I was like, you know, like, I respect that. Mm -hmm. I can't be mad at you for it. So thank you for the couple of days that you gave me. Good luck. I'll send you your W-2 next year. How many employees at this time have you had? I I feel like I have a lot of employees. Again, another topic for another day, because against all startup things, I think I have like, I'm like just like way overstaffed, but like in a good way. How many do you have right now? Oh my God. Okay. Let me count. I have my office manager, Diana. I have my treatment coordinator who is like double serving as my assistant right now, because long story short, my assistant quit last week. So that was kind of cool. Anyways. So my treatment coordinator, Kansi, so that's two. (laughs) Then I have my hygienist. Three. I have my life assistant. That's a whole other topic for another life week. assistant. You said yes. Okay, and she works at the practice. Yeah, she does like things for me here, and then she would like do things for me, like all the errands that I would need to do, like all like a bunch of like admin stuff that like is not like office manager stuff. It's just like more like me stuff. But, like I just like responding to emails, and like she runs my social media, and like just that kind of stuff. Okay, but okay. now since last week we've had a lot of changes, so now she's at the front desk. So she's like receptionist also now she's like my life is slash office receptionist that's four and then I have a nurse practitioner because I'm also a med spa so that's a whole other topic yes so five and then my nurse practitioner has a medical assistant so that's six okay so you have six employees in total why did you decide to become a med spa how did you like how's that coming along the med spa part oh my god it's like a whole other story okay okay so we'll back up so when I was making this like concept right People mm-hmm. hate the dentist. People love the spa. So I was like, oh, yeah. like, we'll make this like dental experience very spa-like. That was like the goal. Spa-like dental experience. So then I'm doing my branding and all this stuff. So I'm like, oh, yeah, dental studio and spa. So like in my head, when I'm like, it's a spa dental studio, like there's aromatherapies, you get fuzzy blankets, you get noise canceling headphones, like all the millennial stuff, right? Like all the millennial things. Yeah. And that's what that's what it was in my head. And then I started like doing all this like marketing and stuff. And people are like, so what's the spa? And I'm like, it's the fuzzy blanket <laughs> and this branded chapstick. Oh, you wanted a facial? Yeah, I don't have that. Sorry. Oh, oh, yeah, sorry. Okay. oh you want a massage? Yeah, we don't do those here. Sorry. That's how it started. I was like, oh, okay. So people are respecting a spa. Like, okay, sounds good. So like eight months pregnant, opening a scratch startup and people want a freaking spa. So I'm like, what the heck? What? So I had like, I have... Four, I had four empty ops, so my office has seven ops. I got equipment for three, and then I had four empty ones. I was like, all right, we're going to rent one of these out to an esthetician. There you go, Wesley Chapel. Here's your facial. Come and get one. There you go. Yeah. Oh, sorry, so I rented, it, I rented out a room to an esthetician. And then, so that was whatever. Like, I'm, I wasn't, like, really in charge of anything. Like, she did her own thing. It was just, like, rented space. And I was like, oh, thanks for, like, the $500 for my super expensive rent. Yeah. Put that towards that. It's one Wait, six, real quick, put a timeout. How much is rent? Oh my God, stop. You really want to know? It's like $8,000. How many, how many ops do you have? Seven. Are they all plumbed in? Okay. Yeah, but yeah. that's just my rent. Like I'm just paying this guy to pay his mortgage. Was there any free rent? Six months. What was your TI allowance? Oh my God, what was it? 72000 Not a lot of thousands. Not enough. <laughs> not a lot of thousands? I'm looking to be a millionaire, not a thousandaire. What is wrong with them, man? <laughs> like, what is this? I was like, dude. I was like, I'm signing a 15-year lease. 15 years. I was like, the baby that's in my stomach will be 15 years old. Oh, like, yeah. he'll be getting his license. That's how long this lease is. Okay, thank you. Here's 72,000. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. So unpause. Back oh, to the the med spa. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then I got the esthetician, and then people were getting facials, and that was cool. And then I was like, oh, I want to do Botox and fillers. And like, I had taken a course for it, but I'm the type of person, like I'm a perfectionist. Like, I don't want to do it, but I know people want Botox and fillers. I was kind of nervous. So I got a nurse practitioner. I was like, ah, like one day a week, just like come like Botox these people up. Mm. We started doing that. And then I guess like all the laser reps in the United States, just, I, I I don't understand. Like, do they have like a, Oh, this person advertised that they do Botox. Let's go attack them with our sales rep Venus. <laughs> Literally, they would, they, just, they would just show up. They would just show up at the front desk. This is before my therapist taught me that I have to put boundaries. Okay. So like I've, I've done a lot of therapy. In my Time life. out again. Pause. You're going, to, you're going to therapy? Hell yeah. What? When did you start going? So I was in therapy before when I went through like all the shit. Oh my God. There's like so much you don't know about me, but <laughs> I just met you right now. <laughs> just met me. There's yeah. so much you don't know about me, but so I went through like all this stuff, like in high school, like in college, whatever, like teen mom, like, okay, like all this like oh, traumatic, man. traumatic stuff. Right. So like, just like the synopsis, like I'm a survivor of like domestic abuse and sexual assault. Right. So like, that's like a lot of my traumas. And so I was going to therapy before, but I was like lying in therapy. And like, just FYI, if you lie in therapy, it doesn't work. So I was lying in therapy and it didn't work very well. So I stopped going to therapy. And then I restarted therapy last year, maybe. Yeah, I started restarted therapy last year. And now I have this really awesome therapist who's like a mom therapist. And she just like understands like working moms. Anyways. What, so what, real quick, what made you want to start therapy? As you can tell, I have the brain of a squirrel. And I have a lot of things I need to talk about. And my husband doesn't understand anything about dentistry. He also doesn't understand anything about owning a business. He also is not a mom. And I just like, I basically talk to patients. I talk to my staff. I talk to my kids. I talk to my husband. And that's it. I was like, I need an outlet. Like, also, I have all of these like negative coping mechanisms and I have zero boundaries. So I literally got to get my shit together. Negative coping mechanism is basically like, I'll just like let people just do whatever. And I like don't, I just like, I'm like, okay. That's good. Like, I'm very, like, pe- people pleaser, even if I'm like, mm. no, like, I don't want to do that. Like, or I'm like, always just like preparing for the worst. So like, I'll be like, in this like, really great, like, celebratory moment. And I'm like, I need to prepare for like, the apocalypse. And it's like, dude, we're literally just eating Taco Bell. Can you relax? Yeah. And, well, no, I can't. I can't celebrate this Mexican pizza comeback right now. <laughs> I'm afraid that the Mexican pizza will also then be taken off the menu. Uh, so the Mexican pizza cup, it did get taken off, didn't it? Again, it or I don't know. Not taken off. Okay. Then it came back. And now I'm supposed to celebrate this comeback of the Mexican pizza. But in my head, I know that they will take it away again. Okay. So those are the negative coping mechanisms. Okay, but I get like, you. I, I get like, you. Like, like very more like dramatic, like other types of things. But that's just like me trying to again, like deflect and make something a joke. Like that's another negative coping mechanism. I just make all this serious, stinky stuff a joke all the time, and I'm like, it's fine. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, you know, like that meme where it's like everything's on fire. And the other guy's like, like this is fine. This is fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, that's like me as a person. Okay. Okay. Okay, so unpause, fast forward back to the... The med spa and the laser reps and having no boundaries. Like, I would be like, oh, yeah, if somebody wants to, like, come talk to me, like, yeah, just let them know. 
whatever, right? So I'm like getting pulled out of the operatory. They're like, oh, doc, so-and-so wants to talk to you. So-and-so called for you. And I'm like, oh, cool, I can't. And I'm like, wait, I can't talk to all these people. Like, I just, I can't do it. And I'm also really bad at saying no. So somehow these guys come in and they convince me with all their sales reppiness that I need a Morpheus machine. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I want to get rid of my double chin. So you're right. Let's get a Morpheus. It's fine. Let's do it. Okay. That's a lot of thousands of dollars. Okay. Sounds good. You get it? Yeah, I I got it. Man, their sales reppiness is good, huh? Or my boundaries are lacking. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you could have just been like, no. So, what are we looking at it at? But what, have you improved that, or what? What's going on with that? Yeah, no, I've improved it. I okay. stopped buying stuff. I've been cut off, so I'm not buying things anymore. Mm-hmm. But I've also, I was just, I just was looking, like, where is, how is society going? Like, what's like on the up and on the up and up? And it's med spas that is on the up and up, right? Mm. Everybody wants to be in aesthetics and cosmetics and this and that and whatever. And so I'm like, all right, well, people are expecting a spa. So we're going to make it a freaking spa. And we're going to become a med spa. Like, that's it. We're doing it. I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, come get your facial. Like, no, you can go down to the salon suite down there. Go get your facial over there. Mm-hmm. We have lasers here. We have a medical director. That's this. This person is the medical director. Like, we do medical things here. So it just, like, was a really quick, like, all of a sudden it started as Botox and fillers. Then all these reps are coming in. And they're, like, telling me about all this, like, cool stuff. And I'm like, wait, like, why aren't we incorporating this? Like, that just, like, makes natural sense, right? And then my practitioner, she used to work at another med spa. She had all that experience. And I was, I was like, asking her, I was like, well, what could we do to, like, build this side of the office? So July of 2022, the med spa officially opened, and that was it. And we started, like, booking data. And now we're like, I mean, we're doing really great. I'm so grateful for it. But it's hard, like... Basically, what I've been doing is like, and that's why I'm like, I don't know what the numbers are. I feel like they're kind of skewed. Like, we are trying to market a new dental office and a med spa, but they're totally different business models and totally different businesses under one brand, if that makes sense. Yeah, like an umbrella kind of thing, right? Like yeah, a, exactly. So it's okay. been hard, but it's like, it's good. It's like a good hard. The spa and the, like the lasers and stuff like that alone, how much would you say you're making with that profit? Like, I would say, like, if we're looking at, like, what the production is for the month, that's probably, like, 20%. And, like, the dental still pays. Like, dental pays the bills. Okay. And so then production and collections for last month was what? 104. Let's see. 104. And then let me pull up my calculator. Let's calculate. Every month has it been going higher and higher? Or have you had some months that has been like, oh, my gosh, we did fantastic. And then other months you're like, ooh, we dipped. I mean, it's been, like, consistently going up. Mm-hmm. So I just did the math. So, and as this is, this is, again, like, this is the hard part about like running a report. Like, did everybody post the things under the correct provider? Like, that's question number one. So mm-hmm. given if they did, it shows that the med spa produced 22% of last month's production. So 22%. Yes, like what, what you said. Okay, awesome. And then new patients right now, how many are you getting? Last month, we got 44, but that's just dental new patients. So like how many med spa new patients did I get last month also? So like, that's how I have to look at practice. Like, I mean, new patient acquisition, because now in that budget that I've spent, I am acquiring dental patients and med spa patients. So if you look at it like, oh my God, you spent that much money and you got 44 patients, that's terrible. Yeah, I agree. It's like very terrible. But then when I look at like how many med spa patients did I get with that money and dental patients, then it kind of like balances out to normal. Hmm. What are you doing for marketing and advertising then? 
So right now we are doing like Facebook ads. I have Transcendental running my Facebook ads. I'm in like a bunch of like local publications. So there's like three magazines or two magazines and a newspaper that I'm in. So I have a little ad. And then I'm for the one of the magazines, I'm an expert contributor. So for like the, they already had a dentist expert contributors. So I'm the med spa expert contributor. But basically I just like give them articles like three times a year about whatever I want to write about. Mm-hmm. And so like I did the new year, new you article. It was kind of cool. I wonder if I have a copy of it. And I just talked about like what our office does and like what's a dental office and a med spa. Because everybody's like, is this a scam? And I'm like, no. They ask you that? Is this a scam? People will see like our Botox ad on Facebook and they literally will be like, is this a scam? And I'm like, not a scam. You're talking to a real person. It's me. I'm feeding my children dinner as I respond to this Facebook message. So yeah. not a scam. Very real. Thank you. So and then but people come and they're like, oh my God. Like, I think a lot of what we've been getting recently is word of mouth because oh. our staff, like we are all, we all work so well together. We all like the patients can sense it. They come in here and they're like, wow, this feels like comfortable. I feel like I'm in, I'm at home kind of like, they're not like uncomfortable, like in this like medical setting, just like, I mean, mm-hmm. you do it is a medical setting. Everything is nice and sterile and clean, but like the people that they're interacting with and the way that we vibe off of each other and the conversations we as staff are having. And then we like include the patients, like it's really just by word of mouth. And so we throw events here too like at the office. So like we're literally doing somebody's birthday party next month. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's like a little like Botox party for their birthday. And they're inviting like, what, 15 of their friends. We're getting like charcuterie, Prosecco. We're going to have like balloons, cake, all that stuff. And she's throwing her party here at a dental office. That's cool though. That's nice. Like that should be promoted like a bajillion. You know what I mean? Like make a bunch of content out of it and stuff like that. Well, we actually did content. So you were asking like, what else we do for promotions, like for marketing? Mm -hmm. So literally just did two days of content creation, like yesterday and today. And so we do that. Like we do like just a bunch of content stuff and then like edit and do all that stuff. And then have that like for three months at a time. So like yesterday, the team, like we all got our makeup done professionally. And we were just like, it was just like a fun, like team building type of day. So like everybody got their makeup done. We were all like, we all have purple scrubs. We all wore pink dresses. We took like fancy pictures. We took funny pictures. We made funny reels. Like just that. Yeah, that's good. Awesome. Okay. Okay. And then so I know you mentioned a couple companies, Excite, Michael Dencio, right? Next Level Practice. You mentioned Transdental, right? What have been some of the worst companies you've worked with since the moment you decided to do your startup to now? Just companies that didn't vibe with you, I guess. Or like, you know what I mean? You're like, you know what? Let's just stop kind of thing. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think anybody. I'm serious. Everybody that I've started with, I have stuck with and I've referred like potential clients to. So like, for example, um, MVP Mailhouse, I used them for my yeah. mailers when I first opened and I like love them. So have sent tons of people there. Transcendental, I've referred a few people there. I didn't start with Transcendental. Like they, I didn't start with them from day one, but since I've started with them, I have like nothing but great things to say. They're awesome. Who'd you start um, with from day one? Um, so, and I'm still working with them, Art of Dental Marketing, Sean Hamill. Okay, okay, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they like, so they did my website and like, so they never did Facebook ads for me. So, mm. so th- like what Transcendental is doing is nothing that they've ever done for me. It's just like something I decided to add on. But um, so Art of Dental Marketing does, like they made my website. And so they like manage like my website and all that stuff. And everybody always comments on how great my website is. So 
thank you to Stephanie who designed it because she's the bomb.com. But yeah, so that's my website. And then I'm trying to think like, I don't, I don't know, like what other vendors do people normally use? I'm trying, I use BMA for banking, which is fine. They were yeah. the, the startup practice thing. Okay. That's good. For equipment. They were great. Yeah. 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 I used, I used, oh, I used Renew Digital for my CBCT and my panel. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Okay. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So right. I feel like I'm happy with all the people I've chosen so far. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So the one of the last questions I want to ask you is how is all of this affecting your personal life? Oh my God. Okay. Hello. I've added therapy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we just talked about therapy, Michael. I wasn't joyful with the Taco Bell Mexican pizza. Come on. Yeah, like, let's talk about that. So no, I'm, but honestly, it, it's hard. Like, you know, I have a husband, I have three kids. I have a teacup Yorkie who needs more attention than my husband and three kids all together. Like it's yeah. a lot, you know? And I have, and I tell my husband this all the time, like I need to find something for me. Like, and I have not done that yet. You know, my husband, he plays soccer, for example. Mm. He likes to watch sports and fantasy football and whatever that, whatever that March madness. Mm-hmm, well, he likes that stuff. So that's like what he does for himself. He's like with his friends, like doing that. He goes and plays soccer. And like, that's great. And, I, and I'm happy for him that he has that. But I'm like, dude, what do I have? I literally clean teeth. Not a lot of clean teeth. I do a bunch of fillings and crowns and other stuff. Argue with people about their dental insurance that they picked. It's not my fault. I don't want really to tell you about that. Tell them how they're not paying for my Mercedes. That it's literally a Volkswagen and also they need the filling. And then I come home and then I argue with my 12-year-old because he's going through preteen stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. And I argue with a three-year-old who doesn't want to go to bed. And then my eight, my, well, he's actually, oh my God, he's 10 months now. Sweetest little boy ever. But yeah, so him and I just, we just hang out. He, he doesn't argue with me, thankfully. But, you know, so I'm like, I just, I'm like at work or I'm at home and then like, that's it. Or I'm talking to my therapist. So like I need something for me. So I think that's been some, that's been the one thing that I have really been missing since this whole journey started is like that time for myself and that thing for me. Like I really want to start working out again. That's like one of my goals, but that's because I enjoyed doing it. And I just have it. I don't have time. Like, where's the time? I finished all the clinical stuff and it's like, oh, got to run payroll. Hey guys, sorry. Totally forgot to run payroll. So would you like your check like paper or do you want to direct deposit it on Monday? I forgot to run payroll. So it's like those types of things. Like if I'm not doing like clinical stuff, I'm doing all this admin stuff. And if I'm doing admin stuff, I'm doing mom stuff. And then like, where's the like me stuff, you know? So I think that's the one thing that has kind of affected my personal life is like, I just don't have time to do anything that I want to do. And I, and you know, you open a business thinking like work-life balance, this is great. But I think as a startup, like that's probably not a realistic expectation, especially like when your significant other is not in the same field or like a part of the practice in some sort of like administrative capacity. You know, my husband's a high school teacher and he loves what he does and he does not have time to do anything here because he has 160 students that he has to teach and grade and plan for. And he comes home and then we have three kids. If I'm here late at night running payroll and Putting up Indeed ads because I have to hire an assistant. Guess what? He's at home with the kids. So he can't be here to help me, you know? And so that's kind of the the thing. It's it's a very like fine line, I guess. You kind of do you kind of feel sounded like, what about me? Yes. Kind oh, of thing. Yeah. This is becoming like a serious therapy session. And I'm there for it because it would be good to have it to I mean, this week I had to skip it because we had content day yesterday. So 
It feels like <laughs> a point where I do need my therapy session and I'm kind of happy. So yes, I do wonder yeah. what about me. What about me? <laughs> you skipped it for a few content day. Yeah, I mean, I, that and stuff like that happens, right? I think like you kind of have to... Would that would you say that was like a lack of boundary right there or or you were just prioritizing the skipping oh, the or skipping. something else? Well, no, that was so I have my boundaries now because of my therapist, but her and I talked about it and I was like, hey, love you. But next week I have to like just film a bunch of stuff so I can't meet for therapy next week, but we'll meet the next week. So it was me just like prioritizing something and maybe maybe the content was for me, like doing this content creation thing mm. like was for me. Right. So it's like. And this is the other thing. This is like a good takeaway for everybody. When you say yes to something, you are saying no to something else. And so what is that thing that you're saying no to? And are you okay with that? And you have to remember that when you say yes, because you could be thinking like, hey, like, and this is the way she explained it to me, laser reps. Mm -hmm. I took this call from this guy. It does not harm me that I took this five or 10 minute phone call. So I said yes to the phone call, just being a nice person. Okay. Mm -hmm. But what did I say no to? I said no to maybe five to 10 minutes of talking to my mom, five to 10 minutes of listening to music in the car or a podcast in the car that I was excited about because I was talking on the phone in the car. That five to 10 minutes of talking to him did not harm me or do anything like detrimental to my life, right? I said yes, just to be nice and did not set that boundary. But by doing that, I said no to something else maybe would have served me better. Like maybe I had a really long day and I really just wanted to talk to my mom or my sister or I wanted to like decompress and listen to some like both thugs and harmony. Like, I don't know. Anyway, so I have learned boundaries and I'm very proud of it. And I think Michelle would also be very proud of me. That's your therapist's name? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, a lot of the times, and it's the things that require our immediate attention where we make a snap decision where we're like, crap, we should have done. These days, the scarcest resource we have is the time to think, I feel. So if you're not like given that time to like, I, should I say yes to this? Should I say no? I feel like we're just afraid to say no sometimes. Yeah, no, that's 100% me. I'm like, I'm like, just yes, 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 yes. To my son, I say no a lot, but everything else is like, yes, yes, absolutely. No, you cannot buy PlayStation, whatever you want to buy on PlayStation for game, for whatever game you're playing. No. Yeah. But yes, let's go downstairs and eat dinner together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I, but I've gotten better at it. And I think that's another thing, like as a business owner, you have to set those boundaries. And I'm learning that, like, you have to set boundaries. You have to prioritize the things that are important to you because guess what? Like if I take the time to like make this indeed ad and put it up right now, I'm not going to have an assistant tomorrow. I'm so screwed. Right. So like, why not go home, put my kids to bed, sit down on the couch with like a nice cup of tea and then be, okay, now I can put this indeed ad up. Like, why do I have to do it right now at this exact moment? Like I can go right now and enjoy the time with my kids while they're awake. And those are the things that I'm learning because I'm more of like the, let's just do it now. And like, why? Like, why put it off? Like, just do it now and be done with it. And I'm learning now, like, sometimes you have to, like, pause. I'm going to not do this right now. And I'm going to come back to this in a little bit. And I'm going to go do something else that I need to do or that's a bigger priority. And it's okay to, like, sometimes leave a task undone. You know, not all. Like, I, obviously, I'm not going to make, hey, guys, I just uh, drilled this filling in your tooth. But I'm going to go prioritize my cup of coffee. I'll be right back. We're just going to leave the hole right there. So, yeah, like, We're not like that. Doing. Yeah. We're almost there. Almost there, but not yet. You know, obviously not like that. Patient patient care is always first. But I think there's certain things that I could probably do better as a mom, as a business owner, when it comes to like prioritizing and boundaries. And I think that would really impact like my personal life. Also, the work-life balance that I like so desperately need. You know, I just think about like, 
yeah, I want to go on this trip. And I'm like, that sounds like super exhausting. I don't want to do that anymore. Like, because then that means I have to close the office. Like, who's going to answer the phones? Who's going to do this? Like, what is the production we're losing? Blah, 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 blah. Also, like, traveling with kids is not fun. So I don't do that. So. Yeah, stay home. Yeah. Okay, I get you. I get you. Sana, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. I appreciate your time. But before we say goodbye, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes. So, I mean, if you want to come to Wesley Chapel, Florida, you can find me here. I have signed a 15-year lease. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> but if you're not in Florida, you can find me on Instagram. My um, Instagram handle is my first name, last name, Sana Youssef, DMD. My office page is Sana Dental Studio and Spa. Always, like, open book. Feel free to message me. Ask me all the questions. If you felt triggered by anything that I said, feel free to reach out. I can talk you through it. We can work through it together. If you have questions about anything that I talked about, again, feel free to message me. I think there's a lot that we could have talked about and a lot that we have left to talk about. I'm inviting myself back for another episode, so. (laughs) I feel like you left the tether doors open too, so I was like, oh yeah, we'll probably probably talk about that. But all that will be in the show notes below, guys. So definitely reach out to Sana and thank you for being with me on this episode. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, definitely. Bye guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning into that episode. And Sana, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. We all appreciate, especially you opening up and talking about your journey. Really, really appreciate it. So guys, if you want to talk to Sana, you can do so by joining the Dental Marketer Society Facebook group in there. Uh, You can talk with the guests that you're hearing about right now, or you can talk with any guests that you heard in the past on this podcast. Um, Or you can just discuss and join in on the conversation that we all have in the Dental Marketer Society Facebook group. Or at the same time, you can reach out to her in any of the links that she provided in the show notes below. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. At the same time, if you want to support the podcast, scroll all the way to the bottom of the show notes. And if you need any of our sponsor services or products, feel free to click those images or links and you'll be supporting the podcast just by doing that. So thank you so much for doing that. Now, This quote comes from the book, Unreasonable Hospitality, and it says, don't just give advice, take the time to explain why. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you guys in the next episode.